One night in 1971 on a lonely North Carolina highway, a head-on car crash cost a young driver his family and very nearly his life. His doctors were sure he would never move again, but he triumphed over his disability and went on to become the wildest hero of all. Because he's real. Stanley presents The Human Fly. The Comic Book Time Machine presents Marvel's Cosmic Comics, exploring Marvel's licensed sci-fi and fantasy during the Star Wars period. Episode 108, Photo Finish, Human Fly, Issue 17, Cover Date, January 1979. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Comic Book Time Machine Presents Marvel's Cosmic Comics. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I'm your host back, back in time to 1979. And why 1979? Because, well, strictly speaking, it's 1978. But yeah, Uh, here's the deal. You know, this podcast is about looking at Marvel's licensed comic books that they published between 1977 and 1986. It's a long-term project, and if I finish it, it'll be the most long-term project I've ever finished, um, except maybe, you know, raising children or something. I mean, this might even take longer than it took would take, you know, to get a child out of the house. But anyway, um, the comics I'm looking at are comic books that might have incidental characters who belong to Marvel, but the, the the characters themselves don't. And so like this is Human Fly, and he is a real-life stuntman who licensed his likeness behind a mask because nobody knew who he really was, uh, and that was intentional. He would make appearances with his mask on. He never made an appearance without his mask. But he licensed his likeness to Marvel to do a comic book about his adventures, and that's what we're going to be talking about today is a comic book about a real-life guy, and his fake adventures. Now, he had some real-life adventures, but that gets talked about, but that's not the adventures that they're telling here. So this issue is issue number 17, and on the cover it says Murder on the Midway, and it shows human fly blasting out of a cannon and there are people all behind him and there's a banner flying that says the human fly and there's a booth with refreshments and hot dogs and there's some rides and there's lots and lots of people no one is being murdered on the cover at least nobody we know of because when we get into the story we are going to find out that the murder victim is the human fly himself. Now, I have a love-hate relationship with human fly. There were some issues that were so bad they were good, and there were some issues that were so bad they were terrible, <laughs> just not good at all. Um, which one is this? Well, 
we'll get to it. Here's the deal, though. I mean, Bill Mantlow is the writer on this. And actually, in doing some looking and re- research into the Micronauts, which I will be doing in the next segment of this, um, Bill Mantlow is the writer of that as well. And so I've been – that's the interesting thing to me is Human Fly is Bill Mantlow. Micronauts, ROM, Rocket Raccoon, invented by Bill Mantlow. He's done some stuff that I am a huge, huge, huge fan of. But I'm also not the kind of person who, just because I'm a fan of someone or a fan of something, I just automatically give it a pass. It's not an automatic pass that I give. It's it's a it's a semi-automatic pass that I give sometimes. But I all that said. Because of my background, knowing I've read Micronauts and I've read ROM, both of those I've read through the entire run. It's been a very, very long time since I read it, but I loved it. I loved it. I remember liking ROM and liking Micronauts and liking the end that we got from Bill Mantlow on that first run of Micronauts and the end that we got for ROM from Bill Mantlow and just the intricate plotting and storytelling that was going on and the sci-fi concepts that are being played with. And I'm going to sing the praises of Bill Mantlow and those sci-fi concepts when I get into Micronauts and ROM. But with Human Fly, I am not getting into that because it's not. It's not great. And I think part of the thing is exactly what I thought. Um, In the research that I did, he was the go-to guy because he was the fast turnaround guy. He was the guy that could go to and say, we need a script. We need it now for this issue right here because we need a fill-in or, you know, something like that. And he could turn around and and crank out some good work. I think that's part of the issue with the human fly. A lot of what was being done on the human fly was being done very, very quickly and being done just on the fly, so to speak. Yeah, I, that wasn't even good enough for me to <laughs> that wasn't even good enough to merit stopping the recording and, you know, finding a sad trombone. I, I just did it vocally because it, it didn't even deserve an actual sad trombone sounder. Anyway, um, with this issue, it, it's kind of interesting that I am doing two these two Bill Mantlow comics back to back. One human fly that is not considered by anybody I know of there might be someone out there but not considered by anyone i know of to be a classic of comics it is a um novelty it is a curiosity it is an oddity uh because of this whole you know the wildest superhero ever because he's real and because of the mystery behind the actual guy and because of it just being what it is but there's no issue that I would say you must read this issue. It is except for maybe I, I, whatever the wacky races issue was. And, and that's just because it was so bad. And we get into some of, okay. Again, I, I, I debate how much I actually want to give my, my final judgment on these things ahead of time, because I tend to, I think wear my heart on my sleeve when it comes to this stuff. And, and, um, you know, give away that I liked it or I didn't like it. Um, so let's just talk about the story real quick with the human fly. And the story is very, very simple. No, it's not, not really. <laughs> and in some places it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense, but some places I guess it kind of does. 
a guy steals a camera from a little girl at a carnival. A little girl who was taking a picture of the human fly as he was setting up his cannon for his special stunt, which is going to be him firing it out of a cannon and landing in a net that's being held by a helicopter. So this guy steals the cannon or the camera directly out of her hands, jumps onto a motorcycle with somebody else is ready to ride, and they speed away through the carnival with this stolen little camera that this little girl had. Human Fly sees this and immediately jumps into action. His plan is to stop them, but then he realizes that it's not just a theft that he needs to deal with. There is a woman pushing a baby carriage right into the path of the ongoing motorcycle. So he throws his ramp right in the way of the motorcycle, and the motorcycle jumps on the ramp over the woman with her baby. <laughs> now, um, I'm... <laughs> Seeing this, I'm reminded of, um, you know, save the cat and those kind of things where we see how good human fly is because of what he does. You know, he saves this woman and her baby. And whenever I see a baby carriage in danger, it, it just takes me back to the untouchables and that classic, classic shootout scene on the steps of that famous place in Chicago that I can't remember or don't know the name of. And it might not even be in Chicago, but as the baby carriage is like bouncing down the stairs and they're shooting guns and uh, just right at the very end, uh, I, I think it's Kevin Costner who rescues the baby, stops the baby carriage in time. But then um, now I will never also be able to forget anytime I see a baby carriage in danger uh, documentary now, which is a, um, series of fake documentaries that are, are made by a couple of guys from Saturday night live whose names escape me. And again, I, it's just not important enough for me to actually look up the names right now. Bottom line is they did a episode about this, uh, city, this town in, um, Sweden that has Al Capone days and they, they have a, a an entire day just dedicated to a carnival of, about Al Capone. And, <laughs> they they do reenactments of the uh, the shootout scene and rescuing the baby in the baby carriage. So anyway, Human Fly saves the baby in the baby carriage, and that's good because that's what Human Fly does. He is a hero, and they land in a pigsty. So, ha <laughs> ha, wah wah, funny. But why? Why did they want to steal this camera? It's not an, even an expensive camera. It's just this little thing that this little girl's dad gave to her. Well, they develop the film and find out that they were actually tampering with the cannon and setting it so that the cannon would launch the human fly in the wrong direction or just off course. So they look into it and they realize where the cannon is pointing. And the police chief, he thinks he knows what the motivation is for them. And so what does he do? Well, they go ahead and go go through with the stunt. And we have this pa two pages where the little girl watches and she can't bear to watch. They launch Human Fly from the cannon. And Human Fly goes off course, doesn't go toward the net where the helicopter is waiting, but instead lands on power lines and electrocutes himself. And he just fries himself. And he he's just up there on the power lines dead maybe uh the little girl is crying and she says she cries even though she knows it's going to turn out okay and then we cut away from that to some bank robbers who are using a special weapon to open a bank vault and they're using this distraction of the human fly's death which has now caused all of the cars all of the uh the sheriff county officers their cars to go to the county fair 
and they can rob the bank without having to worry about police coming after them. Except when they open the vault, they are met by bright lights, not police car lights, but news camera lights and and human fly and police are all waiting. The news people, human fly and police are all waiting inside the vault for these two guys to get into the vault. And yes, indeed, the human fly that we saw get launched into the power lines and get fried by the electricity is not the actual human fly. No, it was a dummy that they sent. And then we got back to the carnival where they have now realigned the cannon. They launched the human fly uh, after, of course, he gives the little girl a really nice camera. They launched the human fly into the air. The human fly goes over the power lines and lands with a flip in the net on the helicopter and it's everyone's happy. (laughs) And so here's the thing. There's some charm to this story. There really is some charm to the story. It's narrated by the little girl and the little girl. It's not, I mean, there's not a lot of real voice to it. It's just, she, she talks about, um, uh, she talks about writing and, and telling stories. And so when the, uh, when the bad guys are launched up into the air to land into the pigsty, um, she says the motorcycle hit the ramp, the fly swung in front of it and took off over the woman and her baby over the wall and parked trailers behind them and up into the air like a bird or Icarus or something. And like my daddy says, whatever goes up has to come down. I think daddy called it a cliche. And I don't know. There's just something about, the writing here with this little girl narrating it. There's another point in time where she, she interrupts the story herself as the chief of police says, I think I know, uh, I think I have an idea why they're doing this. And then the narrator, she says, as the chief explained, my eyes got real big. I had no idea. My snapshot would be so important, but my daddy who's a writer (laughs) says that I shouldn't give away the drama of the story before it's done. Well, we return to the fairgrounds as if nothing was wrong. And so there we have, it's just those things, those little asides. It gives some charm to the story. Now, at first I wondered, like, is we're on page, what? It was 15, page 15. We're at the staple in the halfway point. And all we've been dealing with is this motorcycle and this stolen camera. And so I was wondering, is this, is this it? Is this what we're going to get? And then we get to the, bank robbery and and the whole thing that there's this plan going on and then they launch you know human fly into the air and it's okay so the 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 fake out looks close to real okay now it's they they dressed up this dummy and they launch him in the air and he lands on the power lines you see just electricity surging through the dummy and then the panel after that this fried black charred body is smoking just on the power lines, just laying there on the power lines. And the little girl has a tear in her eye and it's, and she says, uh, I know this sounds silly, but I cried then, even though I knew everything would turn out all right because at the same moment and then blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's kind of a disturbing sequence there of this fake out. 
And so then you have the actual stunt after they capture the people, which capturing the people, I mean, that is a ridiculous moment where the police and the news camera people and the human fly are all there waiting to arrest these guys. I mean, that's today. I could almost see it really actually being a thing because of the way we have our, our, uh, you know, 24 hour news cycles and, and social media. And, you know, the police would want, you know, to have, um, some good publicity through this, but that was just goofy. Then they do the stunt and, you know, the human fly stunt things for me are, I mean, it's a comic book. And so it's done up in grand comic book style, but it's a stunt and you know he's going to be okay. And then every once in a while they throw in these little, you know, just weird sci-fi angle things like the the one jet uh, jet sled that he was on that actually could glide, you know, and, and jump off the tracks. And so it looked like it was going to crash, but then it actually leaps off the tracks and, and like glides away or whatever. Like they don't even set it up. And so you don't even know that you're supposed to expect some sort of weird twist to the stunt in this case it's just the stunt going off without a hitch but the stunt itself is kind of dumb if you really think about it uh the stunt itself he is still being launched over those power lines that is like why would they do that and he is being caught in a net that's being held aloft by a helicopter and i understand you know a helicopter is one of the few um flying vehicles we have that can hold its place but I mean, if they're off with their targeting just by a little bit, he, he might miss the power lines and end up in the blades of the helicopter. Like, that just seems really dangerous. And I know, I get it. It's a stunt, you know, and stunts are meant to be dangerous. But um, it's just the whole thing is absurd. It's not dangerous. That Dangerous is the wrong phrase because I'm not worried about human fly ever. Uh, it's absurd is what it is. I think more interesting would be is if they uh, – actually had used the cannon or, or something. But I do like the element though of, you know, the, the camera is being stolen by uh, the, you know, the guy, because the guy saw the little girl take the picture of them messing with the cannon. I like that element. That's a fun little element and there's charm in the narration. And so the points where it's absurd or ridiculous, I don't mind I don't mind that much. Um, in this case, I was pleasantly surprised. I was pleasantly surprised at how pleasant and non-offensive this was. <laughs> so human fly number 17. Thank you. Thank you very much for reviving my faith in Bill Mantlo before I jump into the Micronauts, which is going to be the next segment of this series micronauts issue number one it's coming it's happening it's finally here thankfully we had john carter warlord of mars and star wars as our linchpins up until this point but micronauts rom battlestar galactica these are all things i've been looking forward to and they're all coming very soon oh star trek too i mean it's all coming and human fly just a couple more issues because next from Human Fly, we have a two-part uh, story. It says, next, a brand new two-part Human Fly adventure. Be here. I don't know what it's about. I just know Human Fly is going to be in it. And it's an adventure. 
So for the time being, I, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. And you know, I am curious, anyone out there, are you interested in human fly? Are you interested enough to try and find it? Or is this enough? Is my pain your gain? I guess is what I'm saying. But um, I do want to thank you so much for listening. And I just want to wish you um, Godspeed. Thanks for listening to the Comic Book Time Machine's Marvel's Cosmic Comics feed. You can find more discussion of many, many more comics like Superman and Spider-Man, What Ifs and Elseworlds, The Six Million Dollar Man and Batman, comics seven days old and seven decades old, on our main feed, which you can find on iTunes or at comicbooktimemachine.com. We'd also love it if you join us on Facebook at facebook.com or on Twitter, where we are at Comic Time. Next episode, they came from inner space. Fantastic first issue, the Micronauts issue number one.